Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Fortman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. You lift your Bibles high and let's make our confession of faith together. I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10 and I win in Jesus' name. Go to Proverbs 26.2. We were here on Sunday and I want us to move in this expeditiously tonight. And just give me a few minutes and we will move in this tonight. Say, I'm resetting every curse. Proverbs 26 2. Wisdom is what Proverbs means. Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, a curse without a cause shall not alight. Say, wherever there's a curse, there's a cause. But that cause can be reset. Father, I decrease it to me, might increase in me. Father, speak through me now uh, and tailor make, customize this word for us, your people, that we would move in what you've ordained for us to be. That's the reset every curse. Father, we thank you that even though there's things going on all around us, Father, that inside of us there is a reset. There's a new beginning that is dawning on the inside of us. And I thank you, Father, for a great church like Harvest that's multicultural and multi-generational and multi-this and multi-that. Every pedigree, every background demonstrating what the kingdom of God looks like demonstrating what the kingdom of God can manifest. We thank you for it now. We declare that we are curse breakers in our bloodline in the name of Jesus. We are the interruption to the dysfunction in our bloodline. We were born for such a time as this. And oh yes, it does matter. Our lives do matter. Our breathing does matter. Our existence does matter. We're making a mark that cannot be erased. We are leaving an indelible imprint throughout the history history that shall be called this nation. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, have five, two, three people say, let's reset every curse. Let's reset every curse. 
as you know, in this series, we're resetting and creating new beginnings. And this past Sunday, I began teaching you how to reset every curse. I told you that you choose either the blessing or the curse on a day-by-day and decision-by-decision basis. The blessing is a what, church? An empowerment to prosper, do well, and be made whole. Prosper there is the word shalom, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Somebody say, that's my life. I don't care if it feels like something is missing. You sometimes got to call things that be not as though they were. And if you keep on saying it, you're going to eventually see what it is that you're saying. Say, I am Shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. Now, to the contrary, the curse is an empowerment to fail, never succeed, and be incomplete or lacking. The quality of life that you live isn't determined by God. Newsflash, God doesn't determine the quality of life that you live. Here's another newsflash. Just because God loves you doesn't mean you will live a good quality of life. Matter of fact, let me prove it to you. Are there people you care about in life? Anybody in here you got folks you care about? Uh, is there anybody that you've seen that just because you care, it doesn't make them make better choices? It's the same principle with us. Just because God cares about us does not mean it impacts our ability to make better choices, which illustrates the power of Deuteronomy eleven twenty six. Behold, I set before you today, say every day, a blessing and a curse. Have you ever noticed how you maybe start out the week choosing that blessing and then something about around midweek may happen in your life? A circumstance may happen, a phone call may come, a text may come, a message may come, and all of a sudden now, although you started the week on 10, something begins to happen. Any witnesses in here where you're like, what in the world is going on in my week? Can I tell you is that the choice is easy up front because you know what to choose because you haven't been distracted with another option. But sometimes as you're navigating through your day, as you're navigating through your week, the choice can become cloudy. Look at verse 27. The blessing if you obey or choose the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse, which means the curse is chosen. It's not put on you, it's chosen by you. And the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have not known. Deuteronomy 13 makes it more clear. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today uh, that I have set before you life and death. Say today, I can choose life or death. Which means you can start speaking negative because you're seeing negative or you can choose to speak life. You can choose to call it what you see or you can say I call it what I want it to be. And I think I got some witnesses in here that you found yourself pushing past what you see and you're calling it what it is that you desire for it to be. See, I know what the doctor said, but the book says I can choose life. I know what the financial report says, but the Bible says I can choose life. I know what your credit report says, but I can choose life. I I can choose and set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, what does the verse say? Choose life that you and your offspring may live, which means the way you live, Deuteronomy 30 and 19, the way you live is going to outlive you say the way I live is outliving me Uh, which means you got to just stop living for the weekend you got to just stop living for tomorrow you are setting stuff in motion for your bloodline and there's some stuff you got to take the head off so your son doesn't have to deal with it there's some stuff you got to take the head off so your daughter doesn't have to deal with it and if you don't have sons and daughters you got some nieces some nephews some cousins whatever there's some stuff you got to conquer so they won't have to Poverty ought not know anybody born after you. Sickness ought not know anybody born after you. Disease ought not know anybody born after you. Family trouble ought not know anybody born after you. Evidence of the presence of a curse is listed in Deuteronomy 28, and it includes a slave mentality. Say slave mentality. And constant lack. Please understand, it's one thing to go through a valley. It's another thing to live there. 
Scripture says, Yea, though I walk through the valley, it's a curse to live in the valley. Touch your neighbor. Say, if you've been living there, you coming out tonight. And I need some faith to rise up in this room. I only got 10 minutes left. It's one thing to walk through it. We all gonna walk through it. But you have no business living there. You have no business living at the bottom. Jesus did not die for you to just get out of hell. He died that you might have life and life. Touch your neighbors, I ain't living there. Well, I says, Deuteronomy 28, it lists the evidence of the presence of a curse where you're always in need. Always need to hold on to something always dependent on somebody else to do something for you holes in your pockets you fix one hole to only create another a yoke of iron which keeps your head down which means you have a victim mentality woe is me touch your neighbor say you're not a victim see i know what they did to you was wrong but you're not a victim because you're shalom you look at it and now you can say thank you you know how to say thank you, Jesus. But I think on a Wednesday night live, there's some people that learn how to say thank you, Judas. Because it was Judas that made you pray. Judas that made you kill. Judas that made you worship. Somebody how to thank you, Judas. That's this. Say, I'm not a victim. Stop talking about it. It just seems like I always get done wrong. Then that means there's a curse you need to break. Because I'm here to tell you, watch this, when the blessing's at work, God will make people that don't even like you do right by you. If they try to raise their tongue to you, God will... What's this? What's this? Repeated emotional breakdown. Everybody's going to have a breakdown. But if you live in breakdown, doesn't neighbor say, I can't live in breakdown. Confusion and chronic fear. Chronic fear. Everybody's going to experience fear. But if, watch this, if you're so scared, you sit in your car rocking back and forth, you're dealing with chronic fear. And let me tell somebody, that's over now. That's over now. Touch your neighbor, say, I rebuke chronic fear off your life. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, which means fee fi fo fum. I woke up today to take something down. I... You're still here. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Nothing you set your hand to ever works. We're all going to experience failure, but if you don't have one win ever, that's a curse. And it ends tonight. Being confused, being depressed, emotional roller coasters, paganism. Paganism is actually a curse. What is paganism? Anything outside of Christianity. So if you tell me, well, I'm just looking at the pyramids, you've been cursed. Well, I, I just mother God. He ain't got no mama. It's quiet here. Oh, I didn't stepped off into some stuff from in Denver. It's a curse. What's this? What's this? What's this? Involvement in the occult. Practicing magic. Using the horoscope as a guide for living. Do you know it is actually a curse to consult your horoscope? It's a manifestation of the curse. So if you're talking about, well, I'm just a Libra. What are you living by? The stars. You are letting the constellations determine and dictate your life. What's connected to the stars? The moon and the sun. I'm not hearing nothing. And if you remember, command your day and command your year, that means you're ran by default. You're not supposed to be ran by default. You're supposed to reset the default. It's a curse. 
All right, watch this, watch this. Uh, repeated sickness. Repeated sickness. Now, it, it can be, isn't always. Diseases, anorexia and bulimia. Touch your neighbor and say, eat. <laughs> and, say, and, and saying, hold on to it. Tell them, hold on to it. Tell them, tell them, hold on to it. Now, 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 now we say, I say that in a way that's somewhat jovial, but for some people that's a real struggle. And, and you just said, oh, I just, I don't like the way I look. I don't know. That's because you've been operating under a curse until right now. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God Almighty. Touch your neighbor and say, go on with your bad self. Go on with your bad You look wonderful. You look incredible. You are on 10. You are the best of the best. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, boils, sores, cancer. Now remember, it can be, isn't always. Blindness, heart diseases, diabetes, asthma, serious and prolonged sickness. Doctors can't figure it out. The itch, never succeeding at anything. You flee seven way, ways before every issue. I told you on Sunday, that's the spirit of the runner. If you're a runner, you are operating under a curse. Because your pride won't allow you to handle confrontation. What's a runner? Whenever something gets tough, I'm gone. And you know a runner because they already know they're wrong, so they run in, a di in an inappropriate way. So if you thought you were right, you'd have a conversation. Because you know you're wrong, you run by email. You run by tweet. You run by Facebook. Y'all not going to say nothing to me? You already know you're wrong. So because you know you're wrong, you run in an illegitimate way. If you think you're right, then come say something to somebody. It's quiet. Says so his name, say, stop running. Because here's, here's, what, here's what the curse of the runner does. If I change cities, if I change jobs, if I change, uh, uh, you know, whatever, then, then everything will be fine. Now, realizing you went. So because you went, watch this, you'll recreate in a new place what was in an old place because the problem wasn't the place. The problem was the person in the place. And if that's been you, I rebuke that off of your life as of right now. Lay your hands on yourself. Say the spirit of the runner is rebuked out of you. No, you ain't running from nothing no more. Matter of fact, the next time that temptation comes, you're going to turn and look and say, I ain't running from fear no more. I'm not running from doubt no more. I'm not running from trouble no more. Matter of fact, it's going to start running from me. Be the kind of Christian that when you wake up, hell says, well, we can try everything else. We can try this, we can try that, we can try this, we can try that. And none of it seems to work. After having done all to do, stand therefore, having girded up yourself. Touch your neighbor and say, there's a spirit to stand in you. Life barrenness. I got eight minutes. Sexual reproductive issues, reproductive problems, STDs, uncontrollable anger and rage. If you turn into the Hulk, you've been operating under a curse. And here's how you justify the curse. But that's just how my family is. Not understanding, they were under that thing too. If your anger is so uncontrollable, you, 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 you break stuff and throw stuff. It's quiet, church. Except microphones. Microphones don't count. And some of y'all don't know that's an inside joke. That person I hit needed to be hit. <laughs> This is true. No, I'm just joking. Okay, uh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So, so <laughs> I'm being funny. Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. If you get uncontrollable anger and rage, you're operating under a curse until tonight. <laughs> Financial instability, 
low self-esteem, suicide, fornication, and sex before marriage. Okay, let me spend some time here. Because you'll talk about, I'm just trying. And here's, here's what you don't understand. Here's what you don't understand. Satan uses it as a curse to curse you. Let me tell you why. Watch this. Watch this. And in a moment, we're going to have a mass deliverance moment for everybody and anybody that that's ever been you. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because the scripture says, Paul says, do you not know that when you lay down with a harlot, you make yourself members with her? Now, what was the point Paul was creating or Paul was uh, articulating? Is every time you engage in premarital sex, what you are doing is creating a false marriage it physically spiritually and in your soul your mind thoughts and emotions which is why watch this you don't start thinking right which is why you stop ignoring red flags they just look pink to you now it's like well that ain't so bad because watch this put the verse up or do you not know go to the previous verse so you can see it real quick come on verse 15 do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? So I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot. Now, harlot, you understand what harlot is? Take out the A-R-L and the T. Certainly not. Next verse. Or do you not know he that is joined? Join is a nice word for relations. To a, do y'all know what relations <laughs> Watch this. He's one body with her. For the two shall, uh, for the two, he says, shall become what? One flesh. Next verse. But he was joined to the Lord as one of spirit him. Look at me. Every time that happens, what you're doing is you're laying down with not only them and creating a false marriage. Watch this. Everybody on their roster is now in you, which is the reason why it's hard for you to even figure out where you want to eat. Because you ain't just you, you are Bobby, Susie, Jesse, this one, that one, this one, that one, this one. But in the name of Jesus, tonight, I declare there's a mass deliverance in this room and your soul is being recaptured, your spirit's being recaptured, your body's being recaptured, and you're fresh and you're clean in Jesus' name. Somebody give God praise if you believe it. Somebody holler, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Every illegal soul connection, every illegal spiritual connection, every illegal body connection, in the name of Jesus, we break it right now and declare that yoke is step, step, broken. That's this. So then what happens is your soul is scattered. That's why the psalmist said, restore my soul. Who said that? David. What did David have a problem with? Rejection. How did he solve it? Sex. So he said, I didn't been around town so much. He said, my soul is in everybody. He got quiet in church. David said, my soul is in all these different folk. And they got parts of me and then left me. They got parts of me and didn't diss me, David said. So he said, I need you to restore my soul because I didn't been all around with everybody and left parts of me in them and parts of them in me. His mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So you, you, you'll think it's just some innocent little thing. Not understanding, it becomes a curse. It becomes a curse because you just think, well, it's just one, two, three, four, whatever. Not understanding, one, their roster, Watch this, and their roster. Watch this, and their roster. Watch this, and their roster.
So, so you can't even get peace within you because there's about 400 folk in there. The book says you've become one. So a false marriage has been created. But we just took care of that. I said, we just took care of that. And, and look at the name and say, don't you be shamed either. Don't, don't you be walking with your head down. Don't you walk around in guilt and condemnation. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become reset. New. Pornography. Addiction. Abortions. Infidelity and affairs. Drug abuse. Talked about it. Soul ties. That's false marriage is created. Marriage and family problems. Now, everybody's going to run into marriage and family problems. But if you live in marriage and family problems, well, your life is nothing but marriage and family problems. In fact, the only good days you have is when you ain't around who you're married to or your family. I wish I had some honest people. You're like, I had a great day today. Well, what happened? I wasn't around. I was married to my family. If you live there, that's a curse. But you're resetting it. Abuse in family relationships. Now, I'm not talking about discipline, according to Bible and your local, state, and federal laws. I'm talking about abuse. Okay? What's this? Uh, jail, judgmental family members, financial insufficiency, being accident prone. Did you know that's a curse? To be prone to accidents. Why? Because it steals. Unnatural death. You're just supposed to close your eyes. When it's time for you to sleep, because Christians, you can't kill us. The scripture says Christians sleep. You just have a long nap. If you're coming up in the South, every, the solution to every problem was lay down and take a nap. Be like, Mama, I just cut myself. Lay down and take a nap. You just need to take a nap. That's this. That's this. Repeated divorce. Now, the statistics tell us 50% of first marriages, 67% of second marriages, 73% of third marriages end in divorce. Got it? Got it? Those are the statistics. Now, here's what's interesting. You know, that's one thing to make one bad pick. It's another thing to rush from one bad thing to another bad thing and make a second bad pick because you just want to alleviate the pain so you ignore the process. I just said something. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. If you're just getting out of something, Got it? You know, September 1st, you just getting out of something. Then by the 4th, you're like, Bishop, the Lord sent my new thing. Oh, God, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Oh, Shonda. You'll ignore process when you're trying to alleviate pain. We need to let pain have its work. Pain reveals where there was a lack of perceptivity. I'm teaching better than y'all saying that. I'm out of time. Should I just stop here? All right. Well, watch this. Well, watch this. Watch this. Uh, uh, I say divorce, repeated divorce, rebellion. Rebellion is, is a curse. You ever seen a, a family where just don't nobody listen to nobody? And they're talking about we just strong headed. No, you're just cursed. You say, oh, I just don't need nobody telling me what to do. No, you're just cursed. And the curse is that because you can't sit up under anything long enough, you can't get over anything. See, you can't, you, you're never going to be able to overcome unless you learn how to sit under. 
submission. It's quiet here. Repeated bankruptcy. Now, everybody makes, makes financial decisions. Sometimes they go crazy, and sometimes you got to use the various state, local, and federal laws that are available to you to help you hit reset. But if you didn't hit reset, three and four and five and six to where the judge know you like, hey, come on, you doing it again? Come on. You got your stuff? Come on. All right, here you go. All right, that's a curse, but that's over. Pride is a curse. Not honoring leadership. Prostitution. And let me deal with prostitution because I know sometimes some people will think, some people think, you know, they immediately when you say prostitution, you kind of get images in your mind, right? You kind of think, oh, it's prostitution. You kind of, you know, get certain streets <laughs> in your mind. You know, you're not being just men, you just get certain streets in your mind. Here's what prostitution means. Exchanging your body for something else. Which means if you exchange your body for dinner, okay, it, it woo. Let me just speak to my young people and my young ladies, these queens over here and these kings over here, since y'all ain't said that. Let me speak to them. So tell me, well, he was nice. That's his reasonable service. It's quiet, church. Well, you know, the other girls, it's good. The other girls ain't true. My friends say, because I ain't, I ain't sleeping around, I must not be a man. No, no, you're the epitome of a man. What is the epitome of? You're exactly what a man is. You ain't a man because you know how to go around and do this and do that. That don't make you no man. A horse can do that and do it two times better than you. Don't make you no man. That just proves you're a mammal. A man will say, I respect you. I care about you too much. No, back up, back up. Now, ooh, for now, stop. Hush, don't touch me. Let's pray. <laughs> it's quiet, church. If since y'all ain't gonna say nothing, maybe I should stay right there for a little bit. All right, all right. Repeated bad decisions after being taught. Don't do that. Bad decision. Don't do that. Remember last time, I know, do it again. <laughs> okay, that's a curse. Got it? Watching your children being married to their destruction. Being taken advantage of. Weak and passive men. Men, we weren't built to be weak and passive. Let me define 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 weak and passive. Weak and passive uh, doesn't, doesn't mean... Um, you know, that you don't know how to listen, that you don't know how to negotiate and compromise, you know, those kind of things. Weak and passive simply means that at the end of the day, life just happens to you and you just kind of sit up and you know. <laughs> when a man is keeping me down. Weak and passive. We weren't built to be that way. We were built to lead. Here it is, rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. So, so weak and passive men, all right? That's a curse. Um, men turning on against one another. Men leaving their wives and children helpless. Helpless is the operative word here. Okay, because if you marry Jesse, to me, like, who is that? Jezebel. 
See, a Jezebel needs an Ahab, and an Ahab is a weak and passive man. I don't have time to go there. All right, overbearing women that view anything that brings order as controlling. See, girl, I like your pastor, but he just always be talking about order and honor and all of that. That's just too much. You're cursed. You're out of order. You just, it's quiet here. Okay, okay. Overbearing women view anything that brings order, and that's just controlling. That's just controlling. No, you're a cursed woman. That's overbearing. And you got it from your mama. You learned that from somewhere. It's quiet, church. What do you mean overbearing? See, overbearing women, when they see, it's like a black widow spider. Preach, Bishop, for me. I guess I got on black widow colors, too. Watch this here. Uh, so, so here's a black widow spider. Is the male is weak and passive. Because the male is weak and passive. Now, why, why do you see this in nature? It's the same. I love lions. I got rings with lions. I got shirts with lions. I got lions on my TV. I got lions in my office. I got lions. I just like me some lions. But I found out stuff about lions. I found out that the men lions are awful. The male lions are awful. The women lions do everything. I said, but I ain't taking my ring back, though. I'm not taking my <laughs> I said, I, and I ain't taking my shirt off either. I like my lion shirt. Why do we see that in nature? Why do we see that in nature? Because it was part of the curse with Adam. That's why in the Noahic covenant with the covenant of Noah, seven major covenants of scripture, God made that covenant with animals also. Now this is deep. This is Bible college level stuff. But when Adam fell, everything he had dominion over failed. So because Adam was responsible for naming the animals, watch this, when he became weak and passive, the animals reversed roles and became weak and passive. Y'all not saying nothing. So that's why in nature you see it reversed. You see it reversed because it's representative of the curse from Adam. So, 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 so what they do, these black, the black widow spiders, what you do, I was watching Discovery Channel years ago and it was amazing to me because it was like, I was like, she's really just like going to eat him? And that's what an overbearing woman does. She finds a weak and passive man and then her... <laughs> Until she beats him down to the last compound and then says, you're so weak and passive. Well, you stomped him down there. Okay. All right, let me leave this alone. Being putative, that means jumping to conclusions. That's a curse. If you, jump to, if you shoot first and ask questions later, that's exit curse. Being deceitful. Attracting wolves and sheep closing. Now, this isn't an exhaustive list. I get, y'all give me five more minutes. But examine your life to see if there are areas that are empowered to fail. If you find it, you have found a curse, which now means you have to reset it. Say, I must reset it. Joe Harris created Trix the Rabbit, an anthropomorphic cartoon rabbit who debuted in 1959 in a Trix television commercial and uh, who continually attempted to trick children into giving them a bowl of cereal. He was discovered every time, and the children would say, silly rabbit. And then he take uh, and then take back their cereal. These ads often close with tricks the rabbit, following up the kids, silly rabbit, tricks it for kids. Uh, the slogan and sometimes tricky rabbits. The rabbit originated as a puppet before he was am uh, animated. Now here's this: say that's how curses work. 
uh, what they end up doing is, 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 is very similar to what I told you on Sunday, uh, is, is that the plight of the Trix rabbit has drawn comparisons to Sisyphus, who was a Greek figure in Greek mythology who was doomed to endlessly repeat a futile task. I told you on Sunday, he rolled the boulder up the hill to only watch it roll back down and repeat the action forever because he never hit reset to say, what happened to make me keep repeating this cycle? But I, I've said it seven times tonight. I need to say it eight times. But you, you are the interruption to whatever dysfunction and circles and cycles have been going on. Touch your neighbor and say, you are the interruption. I told you on Sunday the three primary sources of curses. The first was generational. And I told you to get the series and get the book on that uh, so that you can move in walking and breaking those. You need to understand how to do that. Secondly, I told you your words, which are imprecations. Your words can curse you or your words can bless you. Jesus said, Matthew 12, 36, I say... For every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Idle, idle words is the word argos, which means lazy, thoughtless, and careless. Now, let's just be honest. How many of us since Sunday have been tempted and maybe even gave into the temptation to say some lazy, thoughtless, and careless stuff? Let's just be honest. I have. Right? Now, here's what you got to recognize. Next time that comes up, you need to smile. Why do I need to smile, Bishop? Because you just caught a thief. What's the thief? You just thought a curse trying to manifest in your life. And if a curse is trying to manifest, that must mean a blessing's also trying to manifest. If trouble's trying to manifest, an opportunity to triumph is trying to manifest at the same time. Say, Lord, forgive me for every lazy, thoughtless, and careless word I've ever spoken. In Jesus' name. Now, it says uh, it, he will give account of it in the day of judgment. And judgment there is the Greek word crisis. And crisis will always reveal a curse. And here's what's significant about it. You can speak negative stuff for so long and then one day get into a crisis and then everything you've spoken manifests. Have you ever said to yourself, uh, you know, things like, oh, God, I just don't know what I would do if so-and-so left me. And you kept speaking and speaking and speaking and it kept lasting until the day of crisis. And then when the day of judgment came, you were like, and then you, here's what you would say. Why is this happening to me? You cursed yourself with your words. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You might say to yourself, I don't know what I would do if I ever got that type of uh, uh, negative report or that kind of thing or that kind of situation. And what happens is, is the day of judgment, the day of crisis, then those words will manifest in your life. But touch your neighbor and say, reset that curse. So here's what we do. Father, in the name of Jesus, we curse every curse that we've ever spoken concerning our own lives. In the name of Jesus. That means we empower to fail every negative thing that we've ever spoken concerning our own lives in Jesus' name. Final area, and here's what I wanted to get to tonight. I gave you actions uh, that fall in one of three categories. You remember those? And I gave you two of them on Sunday at both experiences. The first was deceit, misrepresenting the truth. That invokes curses. The second was dishonor. That invokes curses. Let me give you the third one tonight. We're done. Delay. Say delay. Delayed obedience is full disobedience. Okay, it's quiet. Delayed obedience is full disobedience. Parents, let me give you an example. Then we're going to hit the scriptures and then we're going to pray and then we're done. Parents, uh, you ever said just to your child, go clean your room? Now, what do you mean when you say go clean your room? Do it now. Not, not tomorrow. Not after you do your homework. Not after you get your lessons. Now, after you played Nintendo, <laughs> or Pokemon Go, or whoever, no, go do it now. That's the same way God works. 
Okay? So when we find something in God's word and it says to do it, and we're like, God, I'm working on it, he's like, no, I meant do it now. Psalm 119.60, good scripture. I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. Touch your neighbor and say, make haste to obey. Now, in Numbers chapter 13, we're going to look at a few scriptures here. In Numbers chapter 13, 12 spies have come back from uh, viewing out the promised land. For you and I, it is not a parcel of land. It is the promised life. You know that because I preach it to you just about every week. It is what type of life? Shalom, which means? Exactly. Something like what you just said. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all as well. Now, watch this. They saw that the land was everything God had promised them, but then it says they also saw giants. Say they saw giants. Now, uh, Numbers 13, 33. Now, these are leaders, which explains why the people were crazy. B because the people can only rise to the lid of the leader. Numbers 13, 33. Uh, there we saw, which parents, what are you trying to say? Bishop? Why would you say that? Because parents, you're the lid for your kids. Husbands, you're the lid for your family. Or if you're a single parent, you're the lid for your household. All right. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Adonai came from the giants. And we were like what? Grasshoppers in our what? Own sight. And so we were in their sight. Look at how crazy this is. They said we saw something big. And so we became like grasshoppers in our sight. And because we watch this, because we saw ourselves that way, our enemies saw us that same way. You're not hearing me. Which means, watch this, peep the lesson. However you see yourself is how an enemy will see you. Be a good church. Which means if you see yourself as never succeeding, ain't never going to be nothing, ain't going nowhere, some bump on the Lord, that's the same way the enemy sees you. But if you see yourself, here it is, as a king and a priest, he ain't going to come at you the same way. Touch your neighbor and say, how do you see yourself? So he says, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Now, the problem is, is that the, watch this church, the Bible doesn't explicitly record that the giants ever saw the spies. So how did they come to that conclusion? Say it was a curse. The slave mentality was their curse. The giants never saw them. So how in the world did they conclude that the giants thought they were grasshoppers except a curse was at work to tell them they weren't what they were? Uh, I'm going to stir something up in your bloodline tonight. I'm going to stir something up on the inside of you tonight. You're making conclusions about stuff that hadn't even happened. Check this. The Bible never says that the giants ever saw them. So how in the world did they come to the conclusion that the giants thought that about them? except for the fact that they were, had been slaves for so long, they didn't know how to sing a new song. Some stuff has been an operation in your life for so long, you're like, how do I even do new? And because new seems so big, reset seems so big, I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know. Where, it's great. All these messages are great. All these principles are great. All these scriptures are great. But where do I actually start doing this in my life? Because I'm so used to the same old song that I don't even know how to sing a new song. Which is why Revelation said, and sing unto the Lord a new song, and we shall rule and reign on the earth. Check this out. Say the giants. Never saw them but their curse made them delay so so numbers 14 1 so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried and the people wept that night why'd they weep 
Because they listened to somebody cursed. If only we died in this wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Look at verse 4. So they said, let us go to another city. Let us pick a new pastor. Let us get another job. Let us get another spouse. Let us get another car. Let us get another house. Because maybe it's the stuff that's the issue, not us. Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of Israel. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, they tore their clothes. And they spoke to the children of Israel and said, The land we passed through is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he's going to bring us in the land and give it to us. Say, he'll give it to you. Amen. A land that flows of milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are what? Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Now, I don't know if I can read the rest of this because this is going to shout me. Leave the verse up. It says, only do not rebel against what? The Lord. What is rebellion? A curse. So what do they have? Delay? Because they said we're not going to take the lamb. What do they have next? Dishonor? That's a curse. What do they also have? Rebellion. So we got three curses in a few verses. Watch this. But look at what Joshua says. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You haven't made the connection. You want to know why Psalm never says what's to eat? Because you're supposed to eat your enemy. You don't even understand it. The stuff that's making you cry is supposed to give you your fuel. The stuff that's making you in pain and putting you in pain is your fuel. The stuff that hurts you the deepest is supposed to help you the most. It is my bread. It is. Betrayal is your bread. You, you missed it. Touch your name and say, what's for dinner? You're supposed to eat your problems. You sitting up, sitting in the car, doing this with your hands, crying, and God says, you're not eating right. You're not nourished right. You're supposed to take what your problem is and make it your bread and make it your food. What's this? What's this? <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Say, it's my bread. Touch your neighbor and say, you need it, enemy. It's what fuels you. I need you to take 20 seconds and celebrate every enemy. I need you to just celebrate every enemy. What's an enemy? Anything that opposes your forward progress. Thank you for my enemy. It's my bread. It's my food. It's my nourishment. Watch this. I got to finish. I got to finish. God, I got to finish. But that shouts me. Because some of y'all wonder, why do I have so many enemies? Why do I have so much stuff coming against me? You need the fuel. You need the food. And sometimes the best food is what tells you you can't. Sometimes the best food is what says you won't. Sometimes the best food is what makes you want to cry. Can I tell you some of the greatest changes that have ever come in my life? It came on the heels of pain. And that pain became my fuel. And that fuel is what made me say, oh no. <laughs> if you think I'm going out like that, you got the wrong one. Would you touch your neighbor and say, I'm not the one to go out like that. Let me finish. And the congregation said, stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle and meeting for all the children of Israel, verse 10. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people, watch this, reject me? 
you talking about being rejected. God says, you keep on rejecting me. And how long will they not believe me with all the signs that I perform for them? Leave the verse up. Watch this. See, this is why, watch this Wednesday Night Live. I think you'll appreciate that. This is why the connection between you and your man of God is so important. Watch this. God consulted Moses about the people. He asked Moses, the man of God, tell me about the people. He didn't ask the people. He said, Moses, you tell me what you think I should do with the people. All right, I thought y'all would appreciate it. Okay, verse 12. He says, I will strike them with pestilence and disinherit. Just so you know, when he asks me about you, I say, Father, make them the head not to tell. Put them on 10. Smite every enemy before their faces. Make them the best of the best. What was it? What was it? Verse 12. I will strike them with pestilence and disinherit them. I will make of you a nation greater than mightier than they. So the Lord says to Moses, Moses, let's just me and you start over. I can just get some new folk. Because I sent you to be the answer, Moses. So if they won't jump on board, I'll just start over with you. Say delay. And Moses said to the Lord, then the Egyptians will hear, for by your might you brought up these people from among them, and then they will tell it to the inhabitants of the land. They have heard you, Lord, among these people that you, Lord, are seen face to face, and your cloud stands before them, above them rather, and you go before them in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Now, if you kill all these people as one man, then the nations which you have uh, heard of your fame, they're going to they're start talking, Lord. Look, look at the negotiation going on. Moses is negotiating on behalf of some people that treated him like dirt. It's a special call to be a man of God. Special call to be a pastor. Mm, let me leave that alone. I'm just getting you ready for pastor appreciation. Month. Watch this. <laughs> what's it? What's it? What's it? What's it? What's it? What's it? Verse 16. Because the Lord was not able to bring the people to the land which he swore to give them, therefore he killed them in the wilderness. And now I pray, let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have spoken, saying the Lord is long-suffering, patient, abundant in mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he by no means clears the guilty, visiting iniquity of the fathers of the third and fourth generation. So what is he saying here? He's saying, God, you know this is happening because they have generational. So now we have delay, we have dishonor, we have rebellion, we have generational curses, all in a few verses. Verse 19, pardon the iniquity. What's that? Generational sin. Of the people I pray according to your greatness of your mercy, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt until now. Then the Lord said, fine. L look at this. God said, what did he tell Moses? Be a good church. No, 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 not this verse. What did he tell Moses earlier? I'm going to send pestilence among them and disinherit them. We're going to start over, okay, Moses, me and you. Moses is like, no, God, don't do that. Don't do that. Go back, go back to the verse we just had. And here's what the Lord says. Here's what the Lord says. Here's what the Lord says in, in, in verse 20. The Lord said, read it. Wait, 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 what's this next part? According to your word. Whose word? Moses' word. Who's Moses? The man of God. Every curse that's been an operation in your life, I pray the Lord would pardon you. Shut up, shut up pardon you on your behalf in the name of Jesus and the reset would begin tonight say I am the reset be seated let me finish I gotta get you to this delay I gotta get you <laughs> I gotta get you to this delay what's this what's this say he pardoned him now look at this go down to verse uh, number 26 and the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying how long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me 
I've heard the complaints that the children of Israel make against me. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. The carcasses of whom complain against me shall fall in this wilderness, all of you who were numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above. Except for Caleb, the son of Jephna, Joshua, the son of Nun, you, by shall, you shall by no means enter the land. Now, what does that mean for you and I today? The life which I swore I would make you dwell in. But your little ones whom you said would be victims, I'm going to bring them in. And they shall know the land which you despise. But as for you, your carcasses are going to fall in the wilderness. Your sons shall be shepherds in the wilderness 40 years and bear the brunt of your infidelity until your carcasses are consumed in the wilderness. According to the number of the days which you spied out the land, 40 days, for each you shall bear guilt one year, namely 40 years, and you shall know my rejection. I have the Lord spoken this, and I'm going to do it too. All his evil congregation who are gathered together against me in this wilderness, they shall be consumed and they shall die. Now, now, now watch this. T -t Touch your neighbor and say, wow. wow. Now, watch this. Uh, look at verse 40. Now here, I want you to see delay because I want to provoke you, and, and I use that word uh, loosely. I want to challenge you. Say challenge. You know, on social media, they got all these things where people are doing these challenges, ice bucket challenges, some other challenge I saw, I don't even know what it's about. Uh, I, I want you to see verse 40. Now, God already told them. What did he tell them? Since you complained and since you had all that, asking all them questions, he said, I'm going to tell you what, you ain't going in. He said, your kids will. He said, but you're not. He said, that's final. Moses, no more negotiating. Like, I didn't have enough negotiating. No more negotiations, Moses. Look at verse 40. And they rose early in the morning and went up to the top of the mountain. So say it's another day. Another day. Saying, here we are. We're going to go up today to the place which the Lord has promised us. For we've sinned. They didn't move when he said move. They delayed their obedience. Be a good church. Be a good church. Say delay is dangerous. So when you hear a message and you sit there and you, you, you chomping on like, mm, I'm chomping, chomping, chomping. I want to encourage you to eat faster. <laughs> I want to encourage us all to eat faster. By the way, just generally speaking, if you're a slow eater, you need to get to the restaurant early. And start eating before those of us who don't take all that slow eating get there. Just a side note. You have met folks, it's just like they just. Oh, I gotta start over. Do you think you could like bring me some of that sauce and put it on the side so I can dip it? <laughs> I'm just joking. Touch the name and say laugh in church. Okay, I got to start right here. Watch this. Here it is. Say they decided to obey, but it was delayed. Verse 41. And Moses said, now why do you transgress the commandment of the Lord? For this will not succeed. Do not go up lest you be defeated by your enemies. For the Lord is not among you. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are before you and you shall fall by the sword because you turned away from the Lord and the Lord will not be with you. But they presumed to go up to the mountaintop. Nevertheless, neither the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, watch this, nor Moses departed from the camp. 
You read verse 45. Uh, look at me, church. Look at me, church. Here's what I wanted you to see. Say delay. Delay, because we're talking about the three ways, the three ways, the three actions in which uh, you can invoke a curse. First was deceit. Second was dishonor. Here's the third way. Delay. Bishop, what do you mean? The Lord said, listen. He said, I said do it now. You delayed. And you didn't do it when I said do it. So, I'm not in that. Be encouraged. Have a great day. And they said, oh, no. <laughs> Bless God. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm grown. The problem was, what's this? The problem was delay invoked an empowerment to fail. So, what happened in verse 45? Put it up one more time. Verse 45. And then we're done. Y'all all right? Say, I'm resetting every curse. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who dwelt in that mountain came down. Now, here's what's funny. The Canaanites actually lived close to the, the valley. Canaan actually means low or, 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 or low down place. Or, or There's not necessarily a philosophical principle there as much as it is geographical. However, there could be a philosophical principle there. But it literally was next to the coastline. So the Canaanites didn't even have no business up in the mountains who dwelt in that mountain, came down and attacked them and drove them back. That's called failure. So what was that work? Curse. Watch this. The blessing was on them to do it a few days earlier. They delayed and now curse. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you knew you should have forgave. Come on, let's just tell the truth, church. Come on, I'm done. Any, any witnesses where there's some stuff you've been holding on to? We be making a confession like, Lord, I forgive it. But you like got one finger up in the back talking about except them. Not, not them. Not them. I ain't ready yet. Lord, I ain't ready. The problem is, is your delay. You don't know what your delay is empowering to fail. Deuteronomy 22.10. It was some donkeys. You know you needed to cut. And we were talking about, I'm cutting every donkey I need to cut. You had two fingers up in the back, except them. And when you delay dealing with donkeys, you don't know what you're empowering to fail. But tonight. But tonight. Say, I am free from delay, from deceit, and from dishonor. Which brings us to the shouting part. You ready to shout? Proverbs 631. We were here Sunday. I need you to get it in down, deep down in your sanctified soul. Yet when he is found, who's he? The thief. He must restore sevenfold, even if he has to give up all of his house. Found means solve the riddle, to detect, to be gain as a harvest. Sevenfold means restitution. Watch this. You ready for this? I declare in the name of Jesus, everything that has been empowered to fail because of delay, because of deceit, because of dishonor, because of your word curses, or because of generational curses, 
that you would receive restitution sevenfold. And I declare it begins tonight. I declare it begins tonight. You are the reset to every curse. You are the reset to every curse. And restitution begins tonight. Not just because Bishop said it, but the Bible says if I find the thief, he's got to restore to me sevenfold. Say restitution. Say come here. Restitution. Say come here. Joy. Come here. Peace. Come here. Breakthrough. Come here. Overflow. Come here. Shalom. Come here. Restitution. Come here. Everything I lost, I want it back. Give him praise if you believe it. Give him praise if you believe it. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, you're not doing it. You're not doing it like you believe it. Your self-esteem just got restored. Fear just got ejected out of your life. Peace just went to go meet you at your house. When you get home, it's going to be peace in there like you've not experienced in months. You're going to walk in and peace is going to meet you. Yeah! Yeah! Tonight, tonight. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.